Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we get into the podcast, Tim here, and I just want to remind you, we have a live show coming up on Saturday, September the 7th, which also happens to be the day that England fly to Japan for the Rugby World Cup. It's our World Cup preview podcast it is close and see the white sea rise and share a beer with you. No, sorry, Negroni with you as well. Exactly. It's our Negroni party. It's our JB twenty twenty RFU. What's the word? Committee. Uh, RFU. You want to be an old fart getting all the expenses? Yeah. Uh, RFU council launch party where yes. I get where I get to spend your expenses properly. <laughs> um. And, as I say, World Cup preview, live podcast. There'll be other podcasters there. All the details of this event and to get your tickets, podcastlive.com. It should be cracking. It's a whole day's worth of shows, nothing but rugby, and you can get to have a little snoop around the brand-new renovated Twicken and Me stand as well. So podcastlive.com. Uh, also, one more thing before we get into the podcast. There's been a lot of people sharing and tagging me in on a, on a video of an Australian kid who's, who's downing a pint very quick. Uh, only one podcast has the world record holder and that's how, that's as it's going to stay exactly right let's get on with the pod right ready hello egg chasers it's the egg chasers rugby podcast the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously and we are here for you 52 weeks of the year in the rugby dungeon which is a windowless darkened dungeon uh heated from the outside by the sun all day oh yeah we are baking in here uh, i'm here jb's here hello tim uh, well we... actually it's only you and i that do it all year round well yes this is true this is true we have a part-timer on the team which is phil however we jb and i were racking our brains and thinking what do we want to do with with phil being away where is he this weekend by the way he's in norway he's in a wedding in norway nice pathetic uh, we, we thought we need to try and find um one of phil's ex-teammates and it just so happens that one of Phil's ex-teammates is also Gloucester's Mark Atkinson. Mark. <laughs> Hello there. Do you remember playing with Phil? Oh, I mean, do you know what's awful is? You're probably going to have to give me more than just Phil the name Largan. Phil, Phil, <laughs> Phil Largan, Sedgley Park, circa 2009. He would have been your winger when you were fly-off. Yeah, honestly, if Phil says, yeah, 100%, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, what what's... I went to Sedgley Park for about seven or eight weeks yeah. and... And it's and it's a time in my career that I might have erased <laughs> my memory. Um, I really enjoyed my time there, and they sort of taught you good values of what you do after a game. But 
I think we might we might hold a record. We went down to Exeter, and I reckon I hit about 15 restarts. Um, I think we lost to Exeter about 86 nil. I think you have to you have to get it up, but. Um, I have I checked the history there. books. I've checked the history books, Mark, and there was one match where you scored after two minutes against Cornish Pirates, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and Phil was on the same team as you uh, in the same side as well as Petrus Duplessis. Yeah, yeah, and, and Paro ag- there, yeah, yeah, and against Blair Cowan. Oh well, yeah, there we go. So, so I think it's a perfect illustration of why the championship needs to be looked after because it cultivates. Fantastic players who come through, not in necessarily the traditional way, and podcasters, way, and, and podcasters yeah. as well, uh, come through um, like yourself, Mark. More, yeah, more important. I like to go by the definition of podcaster first, rugby player second these days. <laughs> um, no, it is good. You know what? It, it is good. I've had the pleasure of being relegated twice from that league, um, which I'd, I'd like to also know how many people have happened, been able to do that. Yeah, right. Um, but I've, I've had, I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen both sides of it. I've done sort of relegated with. Sedley Park and with Isha, but then also sort of almost win it with Bedford and end up near the top of it. So it is it is it is a really dark league to be in at times because you have to go to some horrible places and play in some sort of not not the nicest situations and not the biggest fan bases. But I think it gives a great opportunity as well. I think it's really really sort of. I was asked my opinions on you know the time when the they were thinking about maybe closing the league off. And yeah. I'm, still, I'm still a big believer that we should be keeping it and funding it and and trying to get it to grow more and more. Quite, because not every player comes through age 21 and, and some take a different path than... Oh, look at you now, in the in the Gallagher Premiership team of the season. and, um, and Oh, sorry, and the Barbarian, no less. And Barbarian. And Thank obviously you, yeah. obviously podcaster first, and people should check out the uh, the podding shed because you, you're, annoyingly, yes. you're annoyingly natural uh, as, as oh. a broadcaster, Mark. <laughs> thank you well thank you we've enjoyed ourselves we're only our first year in and we've um we've had a good i'm actually i've not told them yet that i'm on tonight so i'm gonna have to send an apology on i later sort of saying i may have sort of cheated on you tonight with with a couple of new podcasters but I'll, no, i'm sure they'll be supportive oh mate it's, it's all uh well we, we can we can send more people your way that's more the point <laughs> actually, actually I, 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 the way i can tell from uh, twitter instagram and the like uh, professional rugby players these days are avid love island fans so let's let's get that one out of the way are you watching it I am, yeah. I mean, I am. My missus giving me a strict hour here, so I don't know what you, you know, you're going to get from. We had a domestic off, a few weeks ago. Yeah, if I'm not off the phone, but we, do you know what? I, I've got a problem with I feel sorry for people who have to watch it on their own because I like to pause and sort of sort of discuss what's just happened in front of us. So I don't know how, what, I don't know what I'd do if I had to watch that on my own. I, I like live tweeting and I've got two separate WhatsApp groups regarding Love Island. There we go. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so you're getting constant feedback, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's no real other point, is there? I mean, it's just a reflection no. on society. Love Island allows me to, um, this sounds awful, but talk to my hairdresser about things that she cares about. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. there we go. It's basic. Do you know Do you know one of the things? Like, the last two weekends we've been uh, we've been away with people, and it, it essentially, if you're not watching it, you were the minority in the group and therefore weren't able to join in with a lot of conversations around the dinner, the dinner table. So I almost feel like it's a, it's a duty to watch it these days. Yeah, I, I am so much closer to the 20-year-old uh, girls who are apprentices in, in my law firm because I understand Love Island. It's, it's a bridge. <laughs> yeah. It's a generational bridge. Yeah, there we go. When the whole squad comes back in, I imagine ninety percent. I'll, I'll do a quick poll for you, but and get back to you. I reckon ninety percent have been watching it. Hundred word. I'm 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 a hundred percent about that ninety percent. Excellent. Yes. How, how yeah, are I, they? Are you are you back in and training? Um, I've actually had um, I had some surgery in the off season, so I've sort of had a strange. I did I had my shoulder 
re like re sorted out. Um, so I, I've sort of had a strange off season. They they allowed me to do the Barbars game, which was very good of them. Mm. Um, but it's been an ongoing problem for a while. So they sort of said do the do the Barbars game, which I was very grateful for. And then um, I also have my, I have my stag do as well. So they allowed me to do that as well. I didn't get and that invitation. Then, where, where was that invitation? No, you did. No, all post- podcasters around the country got it. All the big ones. <laughs> all the big. Um, oh, only the big ones. Damn. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so so they allowed me to do that, which was very good of the club, and then I and then I had it I had it done after that. So I, I've sort of had a bit of a mixed uh, mixed time off, but um, it, it was necessary, and and I'm sure I'm getting married later in the summer, so I'm sure I'll make the time back up there some, yeah. somehow. Fair enough. Um, now yeah. let's go back just five years for a minute. We mentioned that you you came through the championship route and a lot you know years spent with Bedford and stuff. When you were there, did you always think I know I've got a season like the one you've just had in you? Or was there a bit of you that was kind of thought, I'm quite happy where I am, plodding along, and anything else is a bonus? No, I, I, I'm, I was so grateful for the championship. But I also, it, it, one part of me always hated it because I was seeing people that I sort of always thought were I could compete with. You know, you can't necessarily sit there and say you think you're better than people, but you think I want to give myself a chance to compete with them. So in one sense, playing in that league was great to play a lot and, and everyone always says it's great to go and play there and, and spread your wings a bit but at the same time I was thinking I want to be back up there I, I didn't give it my all first time round I want to go back and give it my all so um, a few sort of opportunities passed me by whilst there just didn't for one reason or another didn't happen at certain clubs and then you know fortunately Gloucester I almost went to Gloucester the year before and it just it sort of fell through and then fortunately it was all you know wrapped up very you know the start of the season it was pretty much I mean you're not allowed to say that are you um, <laughs> um, you know, I was sort of play- it was all done by September October time, so I was playing freely from knowing I was I was moving up, which was good. Yeah, nice. Now, just before we go on to the England squad, because we do need to talk about England. Yeah, we and do. Get, and get, and get yeah, yeah. Um, like, oh, was- thanks for that. You, you, you. What you're about to say is, I now, now it makes sense that your shoulder's been bad. Uh, oh yeah, 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 exactly. Um, to- we've cleared yeah. that. That's one big question. Why, why didn't Eddie pick you? Obviously, we, we now, shoulder. we now we know that. Yeah, so- well, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't... I think Eddie's the only person who doesn't know that I've done my shoulder, which is frustrating. <laughs> um, I'd, l- I'd love to say it was to do with my shoulder, but he's got no idea about the injury. Um, he has, he has no, no, no idea he's... about most things, judging by the squad. <laughs> um, oh, God. So, just just before we go, go, on, go, go, on, go on to that, do you know what really surprised me about his season? Is watching you last season and the way that you play. I always thought that... To get the best out of you, they're going to have to basically build the team around you so you can do all your nice little offloads and so on, so on and so forth. And bringing in Danny, they're then going to have to build the team around Danny. But what's amazed me the most is how you both both connected so well. Yeah, I think, do you, do you know what? And, I, and I, I, I'll i be the first to say, I wasn't, I, in no way was I ever sceptical about, about Danny coming in as Danny as a player because we know what he's like. But I, I was I, I always found myself, I've got a great relationship with Bill Burns on the pitch and I was sort of always thinking, oh, it's a shame to lose such a big talent, you know, a young age for someone's come through the club. And I, I just thought Bill was starting to really take control of the game. Um, and then obviously Danny arrives and Danny's just been, he's been incredible. What I would have, part of me would have loved to see is Bill, you know, flourish under Danny as well, which I thought would be a really sort of special combination. Um, but that, yeah, Danny's come in and he's, he's, he's allowed us sort of all to learn his game first and foremost because that's what you have to do with him and, and I think everyone who's played with him accepts he's got a shape around him that he wants to run and and you just sort of learn that the more you do sort of you know the he talks about um if you 
make the right decisions more often than not, then the team will start to see benefits. And that's all you sort of do. You just rep good drills. You just keep repping the same shapes all year. Nothing's sort of special or fancy about what you try and rep and do, but just make good decisions within that shape. That's, and so and he just are, preaches it so hard. Are you almost running your lines in order to give him the... So you're perfecting what you do in order to give him the opportunity to make the right decision. Is that is that basically no no what no no he puts ownership on so for instance like a lot of the shape that we run our first phase um you know I say he'll he puts ownership on on me and he and that's what you saw with Dan you sort of you run things and you think oh you know what some of them went really well today and and then he'll focus on the ones that the decision will question the decisions that I made on the first phase for instance and say why have you made this it's always it's fine the decisions are made but. Why did you make this? What did you see to make this decision? Um, we don't really have we don't have any pre-calls, if you will. We've got shapes that go to three different places on the pitch and you make a decision as as and what you see. Yeah. Um, but but people have to learn, you know, it's all about, you know, the lines that Bill 12 runs whilst playing 13 have to be the same every time. And the line that I runs has to be the same every time in order for everyone to know what's going on, really. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I was about to ask some more questions then, but we're, I'm at risk here of getting too yeah, deep in, yeah. in, like, into the uh, Let, well, mysteries running lines. I think a perfect segue from mentioning Danny Cipriani to the England squad, in which uh, not only Danny Cipriani from Gloucester, but also Willie Hines yeah. made an appearance. Oh yeah. Well, what, what, what I mean, you must obviously you must have been delighted for for your skipper there. But what would you make of that one, Mark? Oh, honestly, I couldn't be happier for it. He, I had I had lunch with it. Obviously, he's known for a, a while. I had lunch with him last week, and he was just. He's just buzzing. Like, he had a little taste of it a couple of years ago. So obviously Eddie's been a fan of him from um, from from some afar before. Um, and then and then also as a club, you know, just to get Thorlow and Val as well, sort of into the wider squad was good for the, us as a club because we've not had that much recognition of late. So, um, but yeah, Willie, Willie getting in is just brilliant. I think he he's told Willie what he likes about him. He's told him, you know, we all know he's got a great kicking game. He's fantastic defensively, and and he's and he's his running game, when he gets his running game going, it's brilliant. And so he's got a lot of traits that I think any international coach would like. I was just so delighted for him to be in. And how important do you think it is uh, linking up with, well, that man again, Danny? Danny. Um, do you think, that, yeah, think, do you think how will... much do you think that was in Eddie's thinking? Because when you look at it, the squad has got two from Leicester, two from Saracens. It's got the halfbacks from Saracens, Leicester and Gloucester. Yeah, I think so. I think it's more so what what Willie brings as a person, as a as a person and a player. Um, I think he's obviously he's got some. Well, if you look at it, that he picked four originally. He's got um, you know two relatively inexperienced, well, three relatively inexperienced international uh, international level. But he's probably thinking that Willie's got so much experience playing Southern Hemisphere rugby and now captaining and playing Northern Hemisphere that he probably thinks he's he's a little bit more experienced and a little bit sort of an older head on those shoulders that. Um, Maybe he won't feel the pressure as much if he if he does end up going with him, because um, it sort of seems clear that Ben Youngs is number one, and then mm. it's sort of a fight for fight for the number two shirt, I guess. You might have to use your uh, media training um, over the next few minutes because yes. I don't think be I don't think there's going to be punches pulled on this one. So I no. I, I, I am delighted um, for Willie Hines. Uh, I'm also delighted for Lewis Ludlam, um, uh, ben for Spencer. example, and for well, yeah, and for Ben Spencer. I think that was more more predicted um, and more... You sort of saw that one coming a lot more. Piers Francis? Piers Francis, delighted for him. Rodri McConaughey? Rod, Rory McConaughey, no, sorry, equally. Rod- he's, he's, had a great, he's had a great season, delighted for all of those players. Good for them. I don't... You I, sound... 
You sound, you're saying the word delighted. You don't sound overly delighted for them. No, no, no. no. I'm pleased for them as individuals. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm with you, Tim. I don't understand it. I, I would, I would exclude Willie, uh, Willie Hines from that one because actually, I got a bit of stick from people on Twitter when, uh, as the as the reporter in the semi final match at Saracens, uh, Mark, I, I, I interviewed Willie Hines before the match and I, I asked him, you know, everyone's talking about Danny. What about you for the England squad? And lo- loads of people said, "What are you talking about, Tim?" I got loads of stick for that. Yeah. So, well, have that exactly because uh, you're yeah. in the England squad. Uh, but. Um, but I don't. I just don't. I don't understand it. I've got no issue with any individual player uh, getting that spot. But I, I just don't understand the process that we've gone through. Bearing in mind Eddie Jones's last three years has been building up to this moment. Yeah, it's, inc- it's incredible. Really, it's incredible because you would have hoped, wouldn't you, that the scrum halves that he picked would, would have had some time on a, on a pitch in an England shirt. He has one guy who he's decided not to pick. Um, Lewis Ludham is a fantastic player. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. But he's never been in an England shirt, and why not give him the time? Why, why stick with Robshaw all this time and then not give Ludlam a chance or whoever it is that you're planning? Well, uh, what- I'll give you a list. Chris Robshaw. I, I, I just wanted to give that man a hug when I saw that squad. Um, and <laughs> it's bloody brutal, isn't it? It's it absolutely is. brutal. And um, like Ben Morgan at Gloucester's had, a, had an amazing year, Mark. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree with. Yeah, I think Ben Morgan's played the best rugby, honestly, some of the best rugby I've ever seen from him. So I, I don't know what he has to do anymore to get a, a look in. But um, yeah, with the, the Ludlam one's tough, isn't it? Because he's he's sort of come from nowhere this year. I guess people at Saints have probably known about him for a while, but um, he's been he's obviously had a breakthrough season where everyone's got a little bit excited about him, and he's he's had a great season. So I, I'd guess that one's more you're giving him a taste of it for the future, but. Is it the right scenario to start giving people a taste? Yeah. That's, just win that's the World probably Cup. not for me. <laughs> no one cares about anything else. Not for me, just not win for the World me Cup. to answer that. But um, it is the World yeah, it is the World Cup camp a time to start giving people a taste. Well, it gives people a taste at, right at the highest level, doesn't it? So Yeah, um, and, and you look at um, World Cup winning squads in the past and you look at the number of caps that they have under their belt, it, th- th- there's, there's a definite correlation. And I'm not saying it will always... And 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 there are outliers that can do something different, and maybe England will be an outlier. But what I just don't understand that the three years, the decisions that have been made, only to just throw so, it, throw I, it out, and I've, and and do something completely different yeah. a couple of months away. I've got a theory here, and I I think it's the All Blacks again. So the All Blacks are basically they're getting people's heads, and I think four years ago Milner Scudder was actually like a Trojan horse to confuse all of, all of the coaches because everybody now talks about if we can only find the next Milner, the, the next Milner Scudder. So all, the, all these all the international coaches now are like, right, I'm going to pick five potential Milner Scudders just in case. And, that, and that's yeah, basically that, what's going on. That could be a cock and a singer, I guess, couldn't it? They, the international scene won't have really seen him very much. Um, someone like that, for instance, or like McConaughey looks He's a different class, threat, doesn't he? Whether... Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen enough of him to sort of know, but I, he's had obviously a fantastic season. Mm. Um, and, and whether he's going, do you know what, someone here is going to be my surprise package for the World Cup who could just change a game. Um, I'd love Ollie Thorley yeah. to have been there. I mean, with the ball in hand, I, I, can, I can understand on the highest level, he's still young and there's an there's a p- potential he could have been exposed without the ball. I, but I'd with just, the ball. Do you know what? It's a shame. It's a shame he wasn't fit for the last six weeks of the season because yeah. I genuinely think where, where he was in the season when he got injured and then, you know, obviously we, we wanted him back for the semi-final and he, he, he sort of didn't quite get back for the for the time, end of the season. If he'd have carried on as he was going, I really think he'd have been in there. And, and 
to show to put him in the the wider squad obviously shows he was in the reckoning. But you know, just how he was going at that stage, I, I genuinely think if he stayed fit all season, he'd have been right. He'd have been in his in his World Cup plans. He yeah. was he was doing that much. He he does he, he as he did this season. He, he just did things that no one else can do. So, um, but but Chris on on the winger point, Chris Ashton, what must he be thinking? He made that decision, and you understand family comes first. He made that decision to be with his wife. I I assumed when I saw that story from Chris Ashton that he that the England training camp was abroad, and he was worried about missing the birth of his child, knowing that it was only two two hours up the two hours up the road from where he little two and a half I hours up the road. Know. I st- I don't think we've seen the last he of must, him yet. He must be kicking himself. No, I, d- I don't think this, I don't, is, this is over. I think Ashley's made that decision. Like he he's he's a you know he's a. Bro- He's a bright man. He's been around. He knows what he's doing, and he's and he's made his decision. I think. I think it's not for that one there. I think the Ashley one's different to the to the rest of them. Yeah. He's 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 been around. He knows he knows sort of the the game of World Cups and the the, the way England works. And he he will have you know made his own decision with a lot of facts in front of him. So okay. I think. As far as he, that one's concerned, he's made his own decision and there, so I, I actually respect that one. Yeah, and yeah. also, but I, I, I do, I do see where you mean, and a lot of rugby fans have come from with a, a number of other decisions, which is obviously always going to cause debate. But yeah, um, yeah so, some of them are are taken. I think you've got to take some of them as red as well. Yeah, I take that, and, and it's uh, one of my bugbears, Mark, is is people saying, "Oh, so and so should be in, so and so should be in," but not saying who they drop instead. So we on on this podcast, we're very very clear. If I, so, if I say, I say like. He's had a great season, but Lewis Ludlam, I don't think he should be in. People go, well, uh, or no, I'll, I'll say Chris Robshaw should should be in, and they'll say well, who should be dropped, Lewis Ludlam, straight or Ben Morgan. Yeah, so because you can't fit six people. Sort of goes, oh, oh, do you know what? Um, it's ridiculous. Like I'd have such and such a second row, and you go, hang on, we've got four of the best second rows around. Yeah. Who are you pulling out of those four second rows to put another one in? So you are right. You've got to say it with balance. You can't just hammer a squad. You've got to sort of have. A, an alternative and a reason for that alternative going in. You can't just. It's easier to pick holes in a squad than offer a solution, yeah. isn't it? And to be fair, one of the one of the big question marks that there were over that England squad was at, was at loose head prop at, at the very highest level, and that there's one big cog uh, return to the fray there. And that's is... why I don't think we've seen the end of end of Chris Ashton. I, I I honestly still think that he will come back into contention. Yeah, I guess I guess Joe, you know, as big one's going to be is if Jack Noel gets back fit, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you'll know far more about this playing in the playing in the back line and being a utility uh, option yourself. You can slot in, in in various positions. I know you've yeah, fly, sem- uh, fly Premier, half, yeah, Premiership ten. No, that's, <laughs> Premiership yeah, that's 10. the only place I can slot in. <laughs> but, um, but but you'll understand. But there is technically, I suppose you could argue there is no in the England squad. There is no fullback that is a fullback. Uh, no, I guess what you you mean sort of like the likes of. Brownie would be a fullback, wouldn't he? Yes, I mean, obviously, Eric yes. Daly has played there, can play there, does play there. Well, at least for England, at least for England. Um, yeah, uh, Anthony Watson was, I mm. suppose, but more. I'm just maybe that's one little. There's no Sorry? doubt. There's incredible amount of pace. How much is that pace a factor versus that positioning a factor, Mark? What would you take uh, if you think... had to pick one person who was always in the right place at the right time, but maybe was ran through treacle or someone who was just well, electric? I, I think. I think it almost depends. You need to work it as a back three, and obviously he he's got electric people around him. So so does the fullback need to be the sprinter? I don't know. We, but but I know he's he's. I think it, it looks like he wants to give Jack by giving Jack Noel the squad, doesn't he? I don't know how long that injury is, but he he's obviously been on fire, and he think he must think he's one that he doesn't want to go without to the World yeah. Cup by the looks of it. But the, like, so but the Noel. So I guess yes. they're going to try and go. I guess they're going to try and 
sort of give Jack Noel as long as possible, which, like you mm. said, opens it up for Ashi. If Ashi's a Ashi's the Ashi's the type of person you could call in halfway through a World Cup exactly. and he'll do yeah, a job a and annoy and annoyingly score a hat trick, won't he? So that's you know, he's, he's 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 that sort of high end that he could drop into a squad, whereas other people I don't feel could just drop into a squad. Mm. Uh, well, the, the thing with that, sorry, no, Ashton, uh, Noel, um, is, I mean, do you think there's any plans to play him at fullback? Because I hope there isn't. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I um, I know a, a couple of wingers who can play fullback, and they actually prefer playing wing, because wing gives you the freedom to go and explore and do this, that, and the other. I think if England even consider Noel at fullback, they must be mental, because frankly, you know... You you need him roaming and looking for well, work. That's I, think, I think well. I think it's Daly and Watson. He seems to, he likes. Yeah, that I wouldn't. I don't think he's ever been. Has he ever been mentioned as being a fullback? No. Well, he's been I think he's been a seven. He's played there a couple. <laughs> he played there a couple of times towards the end of the season for Exeter before he got injured. So I think some oh, people. Yeah. Um, so uh, no, I think I think they they they've got them nailed on, haven't they? With like with yeah. you know Elliot and and Ant Watson are probably the the two fullbacks I imagine at the moment. But yeah. so like you say, it's a decision to be made. It's more a decision to be made as taking probably is it probably five back back three yeah and I guess picking them more like a group of five as opposed to saying I'm taking two fullbacks and three wingers I think it's probably going to be a case of here's five good back three players that can all slot in I imagine and uh, hey, listen and... you know what, it is a, it is a really talented squad there was a few eyebrows raised but I actually think most of those eyebrows. Um, will not be players that actually uh, make the 31. I think I think he probably knows there might be one or two position, one or two spots on the plane he's not okay. totally nailed down just, on. Just before we move on, okay, just let's just put ourselves in this situation, right? The powers that are be are listening to this podcast and they think, God, there's some serious talent there, and they <laughs> and they offer Mark the media role that he so richly deserves with so with so much money attached to it. He's like, well, okay, Gloucester, I'll, I'll miss the first few few weeks of the uh, season, right? So um, then Mark's in Japan, and uh, you know. Eddie Jones mysteriously gets ill, probably bad sushi, so, some, so, some such thing. And uh, they need a high-end rugby intellect immediately available. Mark happens happens to be there to pick the centre partnership. Who are you, who are you going to pick? Poor oh, stuff, isn't it? Um, You'd have to pick... I'm I'm probably have to pick 10, not, 12, 13. My shoulder's not right, is it? Just to confirm. <laughs> <Yeah>. my shoulder, <laughs> my, your shoulder's not, not right. And also, it's right, a very believable there path, we go. so... You want to have to yeah, take I was just thing. checking. I was just checking. My shoulder wouldn't be right by then, so... Um, <laughs> I would, at the moment, I guess based on what's what's in front of them, I, I think uh, it's it, Manu and I. I really find it hard to look past Jay, J- Joseph. I think he's, you know, he's he played. We played him late on in the season. I just thought he's back to his best now. Um, and I think Slade is absolutely top drawer as well. So the nice thing about Slade is obviously he plays quite. A, he can he can help the team in a number of positions, can't he? Um, I think if you've got a fully fit Manu and and Jonathan Joseph, I think that's a you know, a tried and tested combination from the you're, past. You're a big they... Mark. You're a big slice yourself. What is a fully fit Manu like to to line up against? Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a he's a freak, isn't he? He's, he's there's those sort of two ways about it. When he's when he's on song, he's he's as good and can still do what what he does, what he's always done. So um, yeah, he, he's he's a fantastic and and the thing is, he's a real threat as well. So. Whether you give him the ball or not, he's a threat, mm-hmm. and that's why potentially you're playing with. You know, you, the way he's been working nicely with Slade is Slade's got potentially slightly better hand, handling, and he, you know, but he can put him more into space, or you can use Manu as a more as a dummy line and keep people honest in defensive lines. So I think what he brings, not only ball carrying, but what he brings as a threat that offers other space to other people, is is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I, I think they will go, I'd expect them to go with Manu at 12 and then sort of a toss-up between the other two at 13, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, I, mean, it, it's such a sh- I was going to ask the same question again uh, about Ben Terre, but it's such a shame that you never got the opportunity to play against him. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> I actually, I actually, we actually have played a couple of times against him. And again, another big, ca- like a big, big carrying threat, um, which... I imagine him and Manu will end up doing the same job. They'll they'll probably go both of them and they'll they'll just rotate so, through. I imagine both I mean, do the same job. What are you looking uh, for from that combination? Why why do you like that combination as opposed to say Owen Farrell at twelve, who is a little bit more like yourself, say? And why and who would you go with go with at fly half? Uh, oh, that that's, that's tough, isn't it? Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm, am I picking this based on what I think well, Eddie will do, by the way? No, 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 because you're, you're, you're there because of Eddie's sushi incident. And, sorry, and, yeah. and your massive well, media therefore, contract. therefore, I wouldn't want to rock the boat and start making too many changes, would I? Because I'm thinking about the whole know. squad as a, um, I, I think, I think Owen is, Owen is sort of, is captain and fly off. I think he's at the moment. And I think that's the way, that's the way the squad is at the moment. Um, obviously you've got George and Danny who are both sort of, there and the thing is we've seen what George has done for quite a few years now mm. whether it's coming off the bench and changing games for England or starting pushing Owen out to 12 I, I still think that is a good option for the team but then you I find it baffling to think that too many you know how how long Danny's been ignored for and then it is baffling I, I, and and you know I, I think he's he's too good to to ignore I think he's he's that good that um it's not for any of us to say, but I think we'd all like to see him go. And 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 I, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of the way he plays and what he could potentially do off the bench. I imagine. Oh, what a shame! What what a shame that you that you, that, you, that you allowed Owen Farrell to browbeat you because the right answer was you you should have started Danny Cipriani. It's funny. Is, so we've got we've got a little um, running order right just on WhatsApp. We J, JB and I just pinged a few things and Phil actually chipped in on that one, even though he was several beers in in Norway. Uh, but but. Point three on your running order, JB, was Eddie Jones is clueless. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've actually given him quite an easy ride compared to that. Uh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't involved in that running order, by the way. I'd like that to be set in stone <laughs> that I was not. I didn't have a clue, and I didn't no, well, want. I don't nor want my nor name was attached. I. Nor was what? I, Mark, in that particular bit. Why you... I don't want my name attached to anything to do with that. Yeah, but the weird thing is, like point four here from actually from Mark, from Mark, Mark Atkinson, angle for for a new contract, which is <laughs> yeah. nice. Point four, isn't it? <laughs> Let's get it out there. No, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I do move, want to move on to. You've you've spelled France wrong. Move to France. Move to, <laughs> move to France. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. I do want to uh, mention though. The, the other England news this week is their World Cup kit was unveiled. Yeah. What What do you think? Uh, have you seen it, Mark? I, ha- I have seen that one. Yeah. Um. I I, I was actually going to ask you about World Cup kits. Was this um? Is this a hoax? The bit that's written on the Southern Hemisphere kits, or is that real? Hey. Eh? Huh? Go I on. saw a photo where there's some stitching and they, I saw it had been on Twitter and it had been written in saying only one Northern Hemisphere side has won the World Cup. Is that just... No, that can't be right. Is that right? They wouldn't have the... They would not... Would not have the temerity, surely. No, that would just, think, that's a red rag to a, a bull. I, I think it's, it's a... Be. You know, you know when they zoomed in on the writing. I think I must have, I must have seen a picture of a hoax. Then that's very good. It's a, it's a very good bit of a photo shop. I think if it's I'll not, send you it. that's I'll amazing. send one of you yeah. it later. Yeah, yeah, ping it over. But uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the England kit, um, England did, did did the launch in like a grassroots rugby club bar, 
Um, which, if they're going to do that, and I see what they were doing, they were going, let's juxtapose these elite athletes with the grassroots. Nice. It's, if, a, good, it's nice. a good idea, but they let themselves down by only half-heartedly doing it, so the players had trainers on. If you're going to do that, <laughs> you need to have, like, mud stains on them, strapping, head guards, socks pulled up, boots on. No, no, boots off. I mean, have you ever come across, across a, a club steward that lets you in the club with your boots on? It's <laughs> a good point. Boots on. And also... If they're going grassroots, they probably need to have odd socks as well, didn't they? Exactly right. Or, and one of them needs to be match, naked, probably. Matching kit. Yeah, having a boat race in the background. One of them. Well, made. exactly. Were any of them? Yeah, did any of them chop a pint or not? Yeah, exactly. One <laughs> of them naked. None of them did. No, they were just sat there. Uh, but the, as, as for the kit itself, I, I think generally across the board with the World Cup kits I've seen so far, there's there's simplicity seems to be the word, and uh, broadly speaking, I'm well, I'm on board with that. How firstly, how important and how. Um, how excited are you on on stash day? You know when you when you get your bag of kit or or when you see what the what the kit you're going to be wearing for the next season is going to be. Ah, uh, what getting Gloucester kit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen ours? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, um, you had a couple of good years I, actually. Gloucester kit can go easily day wrong. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't. European you know what, what kit aside, find, when I got the Barbars kit this time, that was really that was really cool, and yeah. I think. What was nice to see is when ev- when everybody got it, regardless of who they were, everyone found it quite cool to get. Um, no, no I, the- I think it's I think it's it's it, it doesn't lose it doesn't you don't it doesn't lose anything as you go through it. Obviously, it's sort of a bit like uniform, though, isn't it? So, um, you know, we don't get to see the playing kit that much right till the the, the, the day the photos are done, really, because I don't really uh, get selected to do the photos, the launches, which is strange. Um, <laughs> So I don't really see them till the whole team sees them. I don't know. If, has it been released yet, ours? I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't seen it yet. But I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that you would have got out of your European pool if you hadn't had that European kit. <laughs> it must, psychologically, <laughs> in it? psychologically, it must, just 1-2%. percent I must, would love to You're know. just running out going, I know I don't look look yeah. quite as good as I could. I know you're not allowed yeah. to say that, but I am. That kit, no, there's some of the European kits where they go novelty. I'm not, I'm not a fan. No, I'm not either. No. I think the England the England kit was lovely for the for the um, the white ones lovely and I think most of the kits so far I've seen for the World Cup but like you said nobody's done anything too crazy I, I like them I saw the Fiji one today that'll look that'll Fiji look good. that's my favourite so far now, I, I, do you know what I really like the Welsh change kit the green one I love it I mean I'm not I'm not keen on the quarters but what they've done is they've CGI'd it onto a couple of players they've got the red one on uh, Hadley Parks and he looks spectacular. It just looks like a really good kit, that. Here's one that, you know, in the, um, obviously the squad's not announced, mm-hmm. but certain players have already done the photo shoot. You're backing yourself to be in the squad if well, you've done the photo shoot for the kit launch, ooh, aren't you? That's remember, a great shout. Do you remember last World Cup cycle, just about now, they included Gavin Henson in, in the kit launch? Well, that's a different reason, though, isn't it, that? Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. that, that, raised, that raised the hopes of a nation. <laughs> I just think when I saw the England boys, I was like, they've either got that done very quickly or they probably knew they were in the squad. Yeah, well, they have a kit launch in Twickenham. And, like, I guess they just... Oh, I don't know, actually. That's a good... That's a really good shout. Yeah, I guess you just get... Well, who are the guys that are modelling it? And we'll soon know. Well, a bunch, a bunch of them, pretty, but the main one was Farrell, Teo, and... Um... Yeah, they're going nowhere. I mean, if it's, like, Ludlum, Yules, and uh, yeah. someone else... It was Farrell, Teo, and someone else. Eyebrows would be raised, but there was a lot of them in it. But that's, that's a really good shout. Um, but yeah, so Fiji's, I think, is lo- lovely. Wales, I'm a bit on the fence about. I the, love it. I don't, I'm not so sure about the green away one. 
Uh, it's nice and plain. It's, I mean, yes, there are quarters on it, but they're very subtle. It's a block colour, which is unusual for Wales. I don't, you know, the, the detailing's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite a big fan of it. Yeah. And there's been plenty of bad Wales kits, too. Plenty of them. And the other one that's out is the French Away kit, or alternative kit, which is lovely. Uh, I do have to play you something as well, just as I'm going through a few bits. We have got messaged by a bunch of people. Uh, the other day, Stranger Things came out, and um, on episode seven i'm not gonna spoil anything by playing you a snippet but episode seven hold on come on so this happens it will get it will get there in a sec oh they listen to our podcast yeah yeah (laughs) theme tune he's on it that's nice which was a little uh, who's paying who's paying image rights to who there They'll they'll be paying to us. I mean, we, yeah, I thought we had, so. Yeah, yeah we have people that deal so. with that. So um, <laughs> yeah, we'll you know. Uh, and we'll the other, nice. the other thing is, so many more people like we get we get tweeted uh, about um, a certain drink more than we do rugby these days, Mark. Um, so, are you familiar with a Negroni? A Negroni. Yeah, and it's a, a, co- a cocktail. cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Very bitter. Yeah, I what, think so. Yeah, Campari, think... gin, that's gin, it, really. and vermouth. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's um, so thanks to everyone who sent us pictures of them. A lot of people watching the Super Rugby final with a Negroni. Yes, I've seen. Is that what is that the drink of choice for the podcast? It's kind of well, it's well, maybe, of... Yeah, yes, it is because not because we like it, because we feel like you should have to. It's like a. It brings it, you closer. Yeah, it, you. it brings you closer. It's like t- it's like team building. It's like Sail Sharks had. <laughs> went, oh yeah, we'll have to talk about that did, in a minute. Did boxing? Um, went head to head in boxing. You know the the pain and the pleasure. We drink Negronis, the, the most bitter, disgusting cocktail that there is. Yeah, it's like making friends in a trench. I see. Yeah, we we on our podcast we keep. I know you're not supposed to try and ask for sponsorship, but we keep most weeks we try and push something to try and get a sponsorship deal. Ooh. We realise it's never going to come, um, but we keep offering to all of our few listeners. Keep saying. Anything's welcome. So I'd have chosen something less sort of particular as my drink of choice to see if I'd get it sent to us. Uh, but nothing's come yet. But I will keep you up to date as to whether anything hey, comes for us. Why aren't you? Why aren't you sort of tapping up Mitsubishi for for one thing? Or come su- on, or Superdry. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think we're too small fry at the moment. But let's we'll see. Watch this space. We'll see how this season goes with the oh. with the pod. And um and I'm sure I'm sure we'll be driving a sort of a Mitsubishi Evo by this time next year. Then yeah. won't I? See right. Now, right. now, with that little segue, shall we talk about sales sharks? Yeah, week? so so pre-season, do, do Gloucester have any kind of uh, ritual parts of uh, parts of a pre-season? Team so, building, I guess. So I know like Leicester have a certain hill that they do sprints right? up, I think. And um, and clearly, as we'll talk about in a second, sale sharks have this uh, boxing. It's so dimes, I love it. It's um, awesome, isn't it? What, do Gloucester have anything like that? Um... We've got uh, Johan does sort of a Friday session, which um, so so our, our you know the strength and conditioner takes most of the week and does his own block and all the rest of it and 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 it's do you know what it's actually very very well structured these days. I think pre seasons have got a lot better and um, and then but Johan's sort of famous for his Friday session. It just it doesn't say anything else on the schedule apart from units and then he really really lets rip and um, oh. it's more so for the four the four we sort of split and the fours. And as back, she's sort of looking over there and we've finished and then we're sort of still trying to kick balls and the forwards are still doing horrible stuff. So that's the, I know that's the session that the, especially the forwards don't look forward to. Um, 
and he sort of pulls them out once every couple of weeks on a Friday afternoon. But then like, but then he also balances it out by occasionally then they finish and he'll just like sometimes like say pull a beer into the middle of the circle and they'll sit there. And, and then as a backline, you're watching it going, I wish we were doing that. I wish we were that. Um, so he, he's very good at mixing it up and, and he knows when, what and when boys need stuff. Um, but obviously we've got our, we've got our head shaving. So yes, the first year boys right. will sh- yeah. So that, that's a pre-season thing that I'll always look forward Even to. Even with your wedding around the corner. Oh, well, no, Mark, oh, that's only, you, only when you're, you don't see my, you don't see my lid going off. No. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, where do you stand then yeah. with boxing as a pre-season activity? Getting I, in the ring, milling with your mates. Hate it. I hate it. <laughs> when, <laughs> I don't know, when was I saying you boxed on a pitch? Uh, well, that's interesting. So I was actually, so this has caused a little bit of contra- controversy on, on Twitter. And my view is... So so just for anyone yeah. who doesn't know, um, Sail Sharks have, and I don't know if it was the whole squad, or, but they certainly had a they number... They forwards a, there. They certainly had, I think it was the forwards... Had a session with a, uh, a former world champion yeah, boxer, Johnny Murray, and then and then did however long it was. Very very head structured. Head. Very um, yeah, it was but very no, controlled. Well, bouts. Yes. Do you know what? It's it's good. It's good. Like it gets them. The thing is, it, it it's different if that's going to be your fitness. I imagine that's a session that they've gone and done, which is yeah. great to get everyone out and and it's good for team. Everyone has a good laugh about it, and people work hard. As a as a as a fitness method, I'm sure it was just probably a one off that they've gone and done as a squad. Um, it's almost like the one that the one that gets me is like um, say cycling or rowing because it, it's it's okay, but all conditioners these days know that it doesn't it doesn't matter how good your scores are on a watt bike because you never really cycle on a pitch, do you? So <laughs> not um, always. You just it's it's sort of irrelevant really how well you you can cycle. There is. Um, but- I think I think there is like okay so I think there's two there's two parts of this in fact maybe maybe even three so first of all it's just basic team building isn't it it's getting a bit of co- competition yeah. among yeah. the lads then go out for some beers and so on and so forth and that you know that is 100% what like what they did but the other part of it is it does test you and a lot of people think you know you can psychologically test you yeah. as well as physically yes yeah. i mean like yeah a lot of people think oh well you can get all you know all the hard work and conditioning for your sport you know in another way and they already know you know, the measure of the man, but you don't know the measure of the man until you put him in a ring against another man and just see how see, see how they respond. So I think in that actual sense, it's quite a valuable tool because you never know. You never well, know until you know. Well, they did. A f- I, I wonder if they picked a few bouts deliberately for that reason because they yeah, they, they put like an old wily head up against one of the real promising youngsters just to sort of I think more yeah. to sort of go. Let's see how this young pup kind of does. Does if if he goes in swinging and, and doesn't take a backward step, that, that says a lot about him. And um, and 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 new signings as well. Almost like go prove yourself. Cooper Wally looked nasty in there. He did. Uh, The one. I I, I, do you know what? If it's going to be like, if it's going to be used in the right way, then it's it's great, isn't it? It it goes like you said. They go off. They do it. Everyone has a good laugh. They work hard, and then that's the end of their week, and they go for a beer. That's 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 great. But there's a lot Um, of people that have said, how could how could this happen? And this is where JB um, bit. He, he bit hard and <laughs> and uh, got himself in a few conversations on Twitter. But a lot of people talking about in the context of all the concussions and such. How could Sail Sharks be how doing this? They, how could they be so irresponsible? Uh, well, I t- tell you what. Anyone in a ring with either Rob Webber or James Phillips that that is irresponsible because the, because those guys are up to animals. I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't we anywhere near them? Uh, who is the guy at Gloucester that you would least like to be in the ring with? Um, what's a sc- to actually fight, I reckon. I reckon there's a few nasty ones. I um, I reckon 
Lewis Ludlow wouldn't know when he's beaten. That that would be the thing that would annoy you. Even if you'd bat him, he wouldn't know. So he would keep going to... I think the only way to do it is to put him down. Um, Dark so, it, it, yeah, it'd only be death that would stop him. Um, <laughs> and then you'd have a few nasty... I reckon we've got a few good boxers in the backs, you know. Do you reckon who? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, oh, do you know... Mark Atkinson, be handy. Bill Twelve. Well, I'm talking. I've seen wrestling wise. Billy Twelve Trees is a fantastic wrestler. He's like really? you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. We do a lot of wrestling. You don't want to wrestle him. He is. He's horrible when you start to um, to start to wrestle. Um, and then fours. Who's who's a nimble? Because thing is, you don't want to get clouted by some of them fours. You don't want to land one from Ben Morgan because that's no. a, he's another freak of nature. You don't realize how big and strong he is. Um, yeah, well, I was well, thinking people... Frank, Franco Moraes, but you could probably keep him away with a jab. Franco Moraes, yeah, but those eyes will do you as well because he'll he sort of lures you in and then he'll want to kill you. He's another one that doesn't know when he's beaten. He's a bit mental at top. So, and Creel, um, I bet so. And then, and then Mostert Most probably just sort of oh. dance around and smile at you the whole time. So it'd be that'd be all right that fight. Do you know the one in Gloucester uh, that I would never want to fight ever, ever? Ruin Ackerman because he's the boss's son. I mean, it's, it's it's like a lose lose. Well, so you, you he beats you, you you get told you shouldn't you should have beaten him, and if you lose to him, if you whack him, then yeah. he says you shouldn't have whacked my son. No, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, right. exactly it, doesn't, right. it doesn't come up that it doesn't come up that much that it's his son. Um, but it, it, you know what? He I wouldn't want to fight him anyway. Um, <laughs> regardless of whether it's his dad, who his dad is, I wouldn't want to fight him. It's in the size of him. Yeah, big 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 old but, boy. But the, the the difference like the like he's a guy that he's the loveliest man i've never known anyone as polite hey, as I'm, I'm, as gentle but then you know yeah. <laughs> if it was back to caveman times it's the eyes isn't it you're all yeah it's over game over it's all it's all in the eyes that you know with him um oh, he, he's brilliant though yeah like you said i wouldn't have i don't know what he's like as a player and i don't think i'd have liked to go on the wrong side of him but um he, he is he is a really like really softly spoken man and really caring but I just know there's something in there that you wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of. <laughs> You're Deep inside. Um, yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's been a few transfers yes, this on, week. Um, on, so uh, Sergio Parise has gone to Toulon. Okay, I can see some logic there. I mean, that sounds like a very Toulon style. I, I wanted to see him in the Premiership. I but... did as well. Uh, in, in in a bath shirt. Mm. Uh, and who else has gone to um, Toulon? Um, Milner Scudder, who you mentioned a minute ago. Oh, uh, okay. And there's talk about Sam Whitelock going there as well. Wow, so, that's some. That was that was that Scudder's, was... Scudder's been done. That's not a new one, though. Is it? That's been done for a long time. Yeah, it? that's that's been on the cards. I think they've only just officially. Um, oh, right. announced it 
And like you say, most most of this business was done in October. Um, yeah. uh, Nicky Gonover to Quinns, that is one that hasn't been on the cards uh, until did very I not recently. mention that the other week? Yeah, yeah, you you mentioned that it was uh, that oh, right, okay. it was going to happen, but it's been confirmed. That's a decent signing. In fact, that's a really good signing. It is. Great signing. Great signing. And uh, obviously, Sale Sharks confirmed what we knew all along. Right, they, okay. They, so, here, Mark Wilson. so here is a question, right? Who is King of the North? Is it Mark Wilson or is it Steve Diamond and will this create friction? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what might create friction is how how many back row trios do they have in that squad now? Well, they're fighting on two fronts. You know, they've got the European Cup, which they need to win, and they've got the Premiership, which, which, which they need to win. It's a strong squad. It's a, it wasn't a nice team to play last year. And then you think the additions that they've made this year, it's a, it's a very, very strong squad. It is. Uh, it? I think Mark. I think Mark Wilson is is a, a great bit of business. I don't know how that's come about, but I think that's a fantastic bit of business because he's yeah, he's one of the ones the that year. you sort of see. You know, you, you don't see that many get a breakthrough to the England squad from the lower teams necessarily, and it just sort of proves that there will be a few of them that would all. You know, he he, he is absolutely top draw. I reckon. Isn't it? Uh, like, it's not wind you well, up talking bit. about the six from Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good. <laughs> uh, doesn't it wind, wind you up a bit? I mean, this, this winds me up enormously, the whole Mark Wilson business, because I seem to remember us talking about Mark Wilson, right, when we first started the podcast. That was nearly five years ago. And we spoke about him and spoke about him and spoke about him and he never got a shot. And then he gets a shot. It turns out he's up. He's well, absolutely flipping brilliant. Yeah, but I'm gonna actually gonna I'm gonna say it from a different point of view. You see that happen a lot with Wales, and it's not yeah, that, it's do. not that Warren Gatland is a um, you know I mean he is a genius. great coach, but it's not Best that he's, it's not that he's a genius and just plucked out someone from obscurity. He didn't he didn't have a choice, and it's the the same. Yeah, like yeah, given an opportunity, look what Mark Atkinson at Gloucester has done. Yeah, but it was it, you, you, Mark, just needed an opportunity, and because England have such a big player pool, those opportunities are harder to come by. The, the, the challenge is but, I mean, is taking it still... and making as big an impact as Mark Wilson did. But Think about s- how many injuries there were. But they are still taking six players from Leicester, you know, which is absurd when you think about what they've actually done this season well that's only it, if, it, that's... it is but what what I'd, what i would argue based on your argument earlier is which of the six do you not pick for your england squad 100 percent, exactly that's, uh, that's what well, you... all of them really i mean just, <laughs> get just, out of it just all of them i mean i, I so seriously i don't think with youngs that you're saying there's not there's six there's six people that yes obviously lesser underperformed this year and they'll be disappointed how they've gone as a team but i can't imagine I can't imagine there's many people sort of who can argue against most of them being in the squad. Do you can know, they? I think I probably could, um, and I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say you yeah. obviously don't know JB very yeah. well. He can argue black is white, Mark. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> my my thought process w- uh, would be that yeah, Ford is great, but is Ford there just because he's like the yes man to fill in for um, for for Farrell? Mate, I, this is this is a waste of podcast. This is a waste of podcasting right? time because George Ford's brilliant. So just, no, George just Ford is, is brilliant. There is no two ways about it. He is brilliant, but is he more brilliant than that? Uh, than Danny Cipriani. I've said it for a long time and I say no. Uh, I'd look at Ben Youngs. Ben Youngs is very inconsistent. You know, and he's Mate, had all of the game time. Uh, yeah, I, there I, is low... Uh, Dan Cole, not not even, not even Eddie uh, believes in him that much. No, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll put it like, one thing I will say like this is I think possibly, uh, and we've seen it with Harlequins in, in the past, and actually, conversely, you've seen it from the other way around from Gloucester. It's almost a disadvantage Having loads of internationals in your squad, yeah, and maybe you could say because they've got those six guys that go away and then they perform. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a, it's, it's something that I think I, losing's a habit. Yeah, but but just going back to Sale Sharks with Mark Wilson, there's they've got Tom Curry, Ben Curry, John O'Ross, Mark Wilson, Dan Dupria, 
Jean-Luc Dupria, Josh Strauss, Josh Beaumont, and you can probably count Cameron Neild as well. That is yeah. an unbelievable back row, back row options. Yeah, so, uh, oh, I said a while ago, do you reckon if, like, if Tom Curry gets a bit like a bit fed up in England camp, I reckon they just switch them. I think they just, probably would. He could just send Ben in for a week and say I'm a bit tired. Could you go and do my next week in there? Do you reckon, I, I don't know the difference between the two of them. I think they're yeah, both class. I can just about tell the difference now. Just about. Yeah. Apparently to the lads that are with them all the time, it is fairly obvious. But it wouldn't be obvious to a premiership ref. So if you don't list one on your uh, team sheet, you could swap them at half-time. Totally, yeah. Like uh, Jose Mourinho, when he got a touchline ban... Um... And had to sit in the stand. He once got smuggled into the dressing room to do like a European Cup semi-final and team sure talk. Were... He got smuggled in by hiding in the in the big thing that they throw all the towels in, and he hid <laughs> under a load of towels and got wheeled <laughs> in. I mean, they same... can just do that with Ben Curry. I mean, same with the. It's same all with like the those. Do those the Silver Twins that used to be at United? The um, yeah, yeah. What happened <laughs> to them? <laughs> yeah, they the left them left them right back. But it's just a shame one of them was garbage, wasn't he? So yeah, they could have swapped them. Whereas the cur- the Curries are absolutely fantastic. Both of them are amazing. So. Um, well, I don't know. I think I, 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 I haven't seen enough to know, or I don't know the dark arts enough to know why Tom's so much sort of more recognised than Ben. Well, but, Ben got uh, they, player of the season. Over, yeah, they both, I mean, they both strike me as very, very talented players. Yeah. So uh, just to answer the question on this, uh, I think one of those back row will be leaving. Um, I think Mark Wilson will be used across the back row because that's what that's what he's great at. Um, and then, you know, if you pick up an injury here, well, that thing is those two Dupria boys are monsters. But but more's the point. I'd say in a World Cup year, uh, you're actually... Yeah, they're, they're uh, you're, you're, you're going to see your your England players, assuming they stay fit, and let's say, assuming they, they're in the World Cup beyond um, the middle of October, please, uh, then you're not going to see your England internationals for probably half the season domestically. And, uh, and also, it's, t- it's tough, sort of, you have to remember, like, the, the DORs make their plans, don't they, based from probably Christmas onwards. And, yeah. they, and they've probably had, you know, everything in place. And then all of a sudden, you get offered a player like Mark Wilson, you go, right, there, let's find a way to get him in. But that, I think that's the way it happens, isn't it? They Because they only went down with two weeks to go. So probably most of the dealings were done at that point. And then they've gone, oh, God, you can't pass up Mark Wilson just because we're going to look fairly well stocked in the back row. Yeah. Um, and uh, what you know, what, what's he going to do? It's just going to boost your squad, isn't it? If you've got money left in the cap and you can add him in, why not? Yeah. So uh, you, neither of you have answered my question yet. Uh, who is king of the north? Steve Diamond or Mark Wilson? <laughs> Mark <clears throat> Wilson's more northern, isn't he? So he is. And there's not I many. Guess, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he, he'll think he's living in London, living there. Surely, <laughs> won't he? <laughs> Metropolitan. Do you know what? I, honestly, yeah. I don't. Un- I mean, no. Th- I'll say this. I can understand why some players would not would choose other clubs over um, Sale Sharks if everything else was equal. Because, for example, playing in front of the shed every week, yeah, cool, very must, cool, must be amazing. You know that 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 must be yeah. some, that that is something very special. Yeah. Um, yeah. Equally, I don't understand why more. It's a, Manchester is an amazing it is, city. Isn't it? So, it's an amazing, so so much. If I was young, yeah. particularly young bachelor, professional athlete in Didsbury. You can make your money go a lot further. Yeah. Can have a lot and, of fun up here. Not only that, I mean, yeah, London's pretty cool, but it's almost almost impossible to live there. I mean, what a North I mean, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard that we, obviously, you two live in Manchester. I'm from Manchester, so it, I mean, we've not got a really, we've not got a weighted argument elsewhere here, have we? <laughs> no, but I mean, what yeah, would... So what, people, it's what not would a balanced be, view, this, really. But what would be the other argument? Like, comes to Northampton home of shoes? I mean... It doesn't yeah, really. I think I think North I think Northampton's a good place to play, though, isn't it? it is. I think, I think they, that's, all, they all are. That's really. a cool place to play. Um, 
But I see what you mean about Man- Manchester as a. If you were solely picking based on on life outside of rugby, especially, then yeah, I think Manchester's got. I think it's got to be the best, really, hasn't it? Um, you, you you know you the pay doesn't necessarily you know with other jobs the pay is different going to London, but the pay is the same if you go to say or you go to Manchester. It's not they don't pay you less because, yeah, because you're in Manchester as opposed to London. I so mean, a rugby player earns bloody good money compared to regular people. But Do they? Tr- Should have told. Could have told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, and, they, they, they. And, there, okay. and there is a con- there is a context there because they're one they're one head knock away from. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, don't, so. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Mate, but my point is, in London, it's not that well paid, is it? I mean, like you know, up in Newcastle, very well paid. Up in uh, well, Leicester, very well paid. In London, Richmond, not not so much. I hear what you're saying. I do. Well, I guess it depends. <laughs> Hang on, I think it depends who you are, doesn't it? That I is think, true. Um, <laughs> I think it's a gem- that's a generalisation. I reckon a few of them are doing okay. Um, a few of them are affording the the rent just about. But I, I, say, I see what you mean. You, your money goes a long a long way in Manchester as opposed to living in Richmond. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I think I think Manchester is so cool. So I mean, like I said, it's three people who love Manchester and not really anything against it, isn't it? Yeah, pretty. Pretty much. I, I guess when Leeds were in the uh, top flight, you could have gone there. Uh, I'm just going yeah, to... Oh, go God, sorry. No, 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 not at all. I was just going to say, I'm going to jump on to our... Um, I'm just going to jump on and see what questions we got asked on... Um, we got we got asked to cover off on Twitter. But I, I didn't watch the Super Rugby. And I did, actually. You did? Yeah, I did. Can you... Can you because I don't think you did. Did, did, did you, Mark, at all? So. I watched him dance at the end on Twitter, but that's about yeah, all. Yeah, I saw, I, saw, I, saw, I saw the dance at the end. He's, he just reposted it from last year, I think. Well, no, no, he's added some... It was more dance than breakdance this year. He's getting older, though, isn't he? Yeah, well, there you go. He's, and I think last year, up. I think last year he wore a check shirt. This year he wore a black shirt. So um, I'm all for it. I, I absolutely, I love it. I think he's whatever he's doing there, and what, what you know, when the when the boys start to call him out for dancing, I think it's fantastic. I, I want, I want to hate it, but I love it. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I really want to hate it, but it makes you smile. And then you realize he's good, it- though, isn't he? That's the problem. He's 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 not. If it was a bit awkward, but he, he's actually really good. So when he hits really the hot. Well, it's really hard to go against him. The, the dance is in two stages. Like the standing up bit is pretty awkward, but then when he hits the deck, it's amazing. I know, but imagine, imagine, imagine your coach doing that. that's what I keep thinking. Like that is amazing. Uh, like like seeing sure. him do that and being able to knowing that if you win, your coach is going to have to do that. I reckon that is incre- I think that's no, incredible. I, I, I don't know if this is completely true. I might have made some of it up. I think Dorian West can do that. <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I actually did watch this game, and um, it was good fun. Actually, I mean, I, I think the Haguares, uh gifted Crusaders the game. They just did the same thing over and over again. And I think with Crusaders, what you need more than anything is a bit of variety. Uh, they didn't kick particularly well, and uh, fair play to Crusaders. Their line speed. I mean. For all the banter that we give Super Rugby for not being able to defend, they were bloody brilliant. Their line speed was outstanding. But uh, I think there were, there were things Haguaros could have done to com- combat it. They just decided not to. I think they found a system that worked for them for all the other rounds, and they stuck with it, and it wasn't it wasn't the right way to go. Uh, and also, the Crusaders set piece was exceptional. I mean, at one point... You got, got a pack of... Literally a pack of New Zealand internationals against a pack of of Argentine yeah in, yeah yeah internationals. I mean the big loser from this game isn't New Zealand, and it isn't Argentina, it's England. For uh, Argentina uh, apparently are forty five to one to win the World Cup. Really? It actually seems. I mean I don't think they will, but, but what's that it, seems what's like an unbelievably long odds. 
what do you reckon New Zealand are like ten to one or something? Like that? They'll be, to they'll be odds surely on. less than two, that. Two, two, two to one or odds two on. to one to get through the group stage with all those games. I don't know about that. I don't think anyone. They won't. be odds on, but I would. I'd have thought New Zealand would be five or six, wouldn't they? I don't know. You can find know. this out easily enough on your phone. If only we were still sponsored you by can, a I believe company. there are, there are apps that you can use, but I wouldn't personally know anything about rugby and gambling. I wouldn't want to put no. myself in that situation. But <laughs> what I'd imagine is fours, fives, sixes around. That. Yeah. How, I, how often do you have uh, like people come in and do media training type stuff? That's a good question. Uh, not, not me. We don't have any media training. This is, as you can tell, this is, this is all. <laughs> there's a load of rubbish that I've been saying. Um, we now we don't really get media as such i thought you were about to ask about the gambling thing i thought we get reminded once <laughs> we, get, we, get talk, we get taught once a year remind us that we can't gamble um uh but no no, no not really media training as such no um when you when you podcast every week you sort of what happens is we re- we record our own as as you'll know about this we record our own and then when it goes out finally sam does the edit for us and then oh, when good. it goes out finally um most of my bits have been edited out by that stage so um that's usually i usually get myself into trouble sort of twice a week so and sam decides what's what's good and what can't you've go out you've been very well behaved then tonight yeah yeah I, well i don't know who's doing the editing so well, I'm yeah, to hold no, back this, quite we don't edit quite significantly no you're right well it, it it scares me every time but jb quite likes to um just live stream us out on on the interweb as we're going out i did um I did I did another podcast recently, which I don't want to mention, but it had Andy Good and Jim Hamilton on, yeah. um, and I phoned in after the bar bars, and I'd had I was having I'd had four pints with Bill Burns in in Cheltenham. He's back over the summer, and I'd, it was the week after, so obviously I was starting my summer holidays, and I'd had four pints, and I'd forgotten about it, and I got a text through saying you're going on in the next fifteen. Oh, I was like, we... oh god, this could go two ways now. I we... think four <laughs> pints is about my cusp when my tongue. My tongue really starts to let loose as well, so uh, I managed to sort of hold it back, quick pint of water and a packet of crisps, and then I spoke for the next 20 minutes, but oof, now, I was nervous. Were you at Bill Burns' favourite pub in Cheltenham? Is, we were at the retreat, if that's his favourite pub. I'm not sure if he's told you what his favourite pub is. Well, no, he hasn't told me what his favourite pub is. You've told me what his fav- favourite pub is when I interviewed him. Bill Burns? What did I say? I can't, I can't actually remember now. Oh, oh well, good, good, point, good point. Good point. You made a big sock and dance on it over a text. Like, ask him what his favourite pub is. So, ask him what his favourite pub is. He was all over it. I thought, I thought surely you'd remember that. What did he say his favourite pub was? I don't know. It's one where he gets um, Guinness. There you go. Media Bill training. Was... Media training one hundred and one. Just yeah. Just <laughs> from JB. Yeah. yeah oh, take... I'm not sure. <laughs> well, well, the other thing Mark told me was um. Ask him about when he tried to buy a football team. So I asked him about when he tried to buy a football team. He goes, I've, I've got no idea, mate. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've, he did. I've he, did. He, he wouldn't have wanted to sell it, but, say it, but he, he went down to help out a local team. Yeah. And um, and he, um, he he was like, by the end of the day, he came out having sponsored them for a season. He felt that bad. <laughs> they were sort of pushing him whilst he was there, sort of doing a nice thing for a local side. And he said, he was like, oh, God, somehow I managed to buy a box at a local side and sponsor them for the year. So... He's that sort of person. He sort of got himself into that scenario without realising how. Oh, good lad. Good lad. We've had yeah. some very deep um, questions asked on Twitter, so I'll get, I'll, I'll get to one of these. Um, you know, real thought-provoking stuff. Like, <laughs> why, uh, from Richard Collins, why is pizza cooked in circles, served in squares and eaten in triangles? Hang on a minute. Okay, yeah. Deep. Who are your lips? Who are your listeners? I know, and then the question. one below that is, uh, is, a is, a, is a picture of Degroni. I think we are followed by Russian bots 
But there's, there's 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 quite a lot of them in our in our listening stats, so that's fine. I don't we we, we, when did, yeah, when we, you, we don't when care where they your, come from. Buy your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way now. Um, yeah, um, a, a lot of people say a lot of people complaining about the England squad, but we kind of did that earlier. A lot of people. Excellent. Well, no, no, they'll put you can put their mind at ease now, can't you? Because you'll say I've, had, I've got a shoulder. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, thoughts. Yeah. No, a lot. A lot of people. Uh, I didn't mention earlier Brad Shields earlier. But I. I just want to give. If 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 Chris Robshaw was here now, I'd just give him a, a, a long man hug. Mm. Um. And James Hogarth uh, has actually said thoughts on this week's Love Island. So uh, let's return to where we started. I asked right. you like, and we're going to have to go soon because yes, it, the episode now, is on. Actually. It's recorded. Well, yeah. No, I've, I've actually had a text up. saying what you're not that interesting. Owen Williams just texts me out of his window. I'm outside his house. Saying you're not that interesting. What have you got to speak to him about for that long? Which is nice of him. It's lovely of him, isn't it? Yeah, that is nice of him. Um, uh, so there's a Love Island party around theirs tonight. Uh, around whose? At Owen Williams's house. It's a Love Island party. Oh, nice. And and who's going? Well, I mean, it's just there's myself, Owen Williams, and Jason Woodward, and their, and the three girls. But um, it's turned in from a barbecue that started at five. Well, we might as well just stay and watch Love Island now, mightn't we? No, so, in fact, can I just say, that... so well, you just mentioned Jason Woodward. It, it, it was so mortally embarrassing for him, but one of my favourite moments of the season for all the wrong reasons, because we've all done stupid stuff, but you guys, oh. you guys have cameras on you and you can't even just have a little bit of a laugh with one of your mates in the crowd without potentially oh. going out on live television. I, I know you're about to say, yeah, when he's wait, when he's, when he's, He's, he's spotted his mate down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. oh, and the TV cameras, honestly... the TV cameras cut to him as he was, um, he was doing that. He was um, shaking some Kenko beans. Oh, really? like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah, he was. He was just checking. Yeah, get me a coffee. coffee yeah. Now, is it true Jason Woodward is a keen pilot? Yes, he is. Yeah, I didn't believe it for a long because he's an idiot. I didn't believe it for a long time. Um, he's not qualified. He's not done his flight hours officially, but he's he's. He's getting there, I think, and um, at some point he'll do something real, which which really scares me. I don't know if you've met him, but I've met I him once in a lift. Him. Yeah, you've what? Sorry, I've met him once in um, in the lift. I oh, I just had an awkward experience. Um, so me and Jason went to do a pre-game thing with um, with Alistair Eakin before BT, um, and they were like, "Oh, Jason's going to fly Alistair." I don't know if you saw it. Jason's going to fly Alistair Eakin, and they're going to have a chat, and then. Um, go from there and then so they said oh it'd be good if you went along because Jason's a bit boring no they didn't say that but um, <laughs> they said if you can if you can go along as well and like sort of make it a, a nice chat alright yeah so met the, on this airfield um, Alistair Eakins turned up with a BT crew and they've gone oh um, Mark Mark M- Mark's Mark's on the bench this week is there anybody else available and I was stood there the, t- the chat was happening in front of me <laughs> really <laughs> they're going yeah the chat's going oh sorry That's Mark brutal. But, uh, sort of hope was sort of hoping for somebody. <laughs> could... I was like, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, no, no worries, no, no worries. I'll, I'll just, I'll just head on home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Give me a big um, name. Get me one yeah, now. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want anyone wearing the number twenty-two shirt that week. Um, they wanted a one to fifteen, didn't they? Unbelievable. And unbeknown to the BT lot, they were only, uh, they were only sending you because they thought well if it go, if the plane goes down we don't want to lose two of our starting exactly, starting exactly. that's what the Gloucester media team were thinking well, hang on we don't want to lose Jason Wood and a star centre but we'll, yeah. t- we'll send Aki along and see if we can get away with it then if anything goes wrong who should we send Atkinson yeah <laughs> well, he, well, well, well we need him we'll send him oh no god no no we don't know we've got a game against Saris we don't need him um, <laughs> make sure he's back for mon- make sure he's back for Monday night uh, uh, so you didn't go flying 
Did Jason actually go, go flying that day? Yeah, Jason Jason went up. Yeah, he took a helicopter out, yeah. Helicopter? Wouldn't want to fly. Yeah, he's uh... a helicopter pilot, yeah. Ah, wow. So that would be but him. But Franco, Franco Murray flies like small planes, apparently. Well, I've, I've seen f- video evidence, yeah. So I think that's something to do with either being in New Zealand or being in South Africa because they're such a big land. Well, particularly South Africa is such a big, big landmass. I actually played cr- cricket on a. Again, people are getting educated tonight. There's a big landmass yeah. in South yeah. Africa. Wow, yeah. there well, you go. Well, so I was at a hun- I was at a hunting lodge. It's, just, it's like listening to yeah. an episode of Love yeah. Island. That I, you could have joined in in that conversation I, about is Rome in Italy or is Italy no, no. in Rome? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I, I will tell you this: uh, the most the most railway. Okay, the most or oh, the wow. highest railway dent density in the world is in the Vatican. There you go. There's wow. There, there is a little fact. So I was going to say, uh, so that's South Africa airfields. Have uh, that one. Have that one for free. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I actually played cricket on a South African airfield in a hunting lodge. The reason was all the locals gathered around this to, to, to this hunting lodge in the middle of nowhere, and their weekend hobby was either playing cricket on the airfield or flying microlights. <sighs> So it's then, varied, isn't it? So there you go. Tidy. Right, right. So um, we are going to return to uh, Kojak. Well, there's there's a bunch of people um, asking uh, who've, who've asked about Love Island. I think because JB used to, JB desperately wanted to do a Love Island podcast. Desperately. Um, so come on, let's let's just finish the podcast with a little bit on Love Island. I, 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 what are you seeing in general, JB? Well, first, I've got well, one, I've, can I just say I've got a quick problem with when they say when they go on and say I'm a semi-professional footballer from wherever and, and I'm a semi-professional rugby player. Well, they're not, are they? Because it's in pre-season now, so surely they're about to lose their contracts. I well, don't know who these people are that go on. I'm but... so glad that you mentioned that because Michael, it was uh, assigned to a fire station in Liverpool, which of course is not ve- not very far from the great city of Manchester. He was a fireman for two weeks before he got on before he got on on Love Island. Said, said he was going, and now he's no longer a fireman. So you're absolutely right. Wow. What's the rules? Do they have to give up their jobs to go on? They don't have to. I mean, use, just to confirm, use the term jobs very loosely for most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the situation, you know, when, do you know when you've got, like, one guy, so like, it happened last year, like, Wes. Wes was a nuclear scientist. Yes, like, yeah. A nuclear engineer or whatever he was. And, and this sounds incredibly harsh, and I don't, don't mean it to be. But he would be talking to someone, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I do lashes, and uh, I sometimes do nails, too. I'm like, he's a nuclear scientist. Just say that you do lashes. Don't don't kind of expand into nails. It's not going to impress him. <laughs> and he's going, he's going, oh, right, no, no, we're okay now, because you do both of them. So, oh, and microbrading. Uh, we can speak, we on, we can say, speak on the same level. Now, in, in your dressing room, have you ever, do you ever, with your teammates, or just with your, your mates in general, ever have conversations like the guys in Love Island. Oh my God! That's I, 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 in, when you come into Gloucester, do you ever do you, in the dressing room? Do you ever go? Uh, do you ever chat? How's how's your relationship? How was the conversation with your missus last night? How's your com- how's your relationship going? Where, Where's your head at? I, fi- I find it some of the questions. Do you know what? I, some of my favourite time though is when it's just the boys together. I think when you get snippets of the boys being boys and not having those forced conversations about where their heads are. Yeah, I do like seeing sort of. Just five idiot lads doing stupid stuff together, and you think, "Oh, actually, though, no, they are quite normal." Well, they just, might just be. one of them letting it, rip, and the others laughing. It, yeah, we they, all do it. Yeah, they, they don't get into you see the little bit. You see little snippets, don't you? And you go, "Ah, oh, they're only showing us the serious conversations, but they are actually just normal blokes in there, I guess." Yeah, because I want to see them get into each other. They they never say particularly. I mean, they're never mocking each other, or there's there's never. You're right, actually, they there. don't take the piss out of each other very much. No. Which, which 
and, and like, oh, the God, rugby, rugby changing rooms are savage for that, but that's it's done with so I much love and affection, be, isn't maybe it? You'd be asked to leave if one of us went in there. Then I think you'd probably yeah, be talk. done for. I think you'd be done for bullying, maybe. Yeah, I think you're probably. I, I think you're right. You, I think I don't think I'd last twenty four hours in there. You know, Tom Tom, Bond, be, um, Tom Bondell was due to join. Was he? Well, he, was, well, you know, he yeah. told us like he told us last last year that he, got, he, he, he got he got invited. He, he did. He, he got they they wanted no, him I, to go on. I did know. I'd like to see Henry Purdy on there. Why? Why so? Oh, yeah, did. I just well. Have you seen him? He do all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, He'd yeah, that's up. why. Yeah, he'd, well, he'd, he'd be fine. That is one of the problems, um, of course, though, isn't it? Which is they're all so hot. They've never had to actually talk to a member of the opposite sex because they always come up to them and they say yes or no. You know, thumbs up. Oh no, but down. equally, like but I, now, so they can't, they can't discuss things. That, yeah, that's their problem. Maybe, but also, uh, I, I want a rugby player to go in, Mark, because they're all like they've all done beach weights. There's no functional strength in any of them. So I want, I want like. Some. What so do you want? To see I want someone, someone to go do in some and do a proper crawls, rather than just doing good. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see someone do some bear crawls and maybe some sort of just getting into jackal position? That sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. Just do or like, just 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 go and, just go and deadlift two two twenty. Yeah, in and front just of sort of, of yeah. Maybe get Ovi jumping. That's sort of, maybe get him in jumping the line. I'll <laughs> see if Michael can lift him. Oh, weak core, pathetic. <laughs> maybe they could just you know what? Maybe they could just hit a few drills. Yeah, you get in Tommy lifting Ovi from behind. See if you can get a single man lift on him. That sort of uh, yeah, exactly. I if I could lift it, lift it, lift any of them. I, I would like to. See, It'd be interesting w- to make a sevens sevens team between a lot of them, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they're not in bad shape, and I bet they're pretty. But I mean, to- Tommy. I mean, you say no functional strength. Oh, look so, at his legs. Like, he's got no, he's yeah, skipped but, leg day, no, no, but, Tommy but, did. But, but those are boxer legs, because that's what they do, isn't it? They want all the power up top, because they've got to weigh in. All the levers. He's, he's, again, I guess it's functional for what he's, what he needs. But um, but yeah, there's not, not, there's not massive legs, is there? But he's decent up top. Yeah. You know, so uh, he's, he's, um, I, think, I think it'd be interesting. Do you know what I'm liking to develop, though? Is, um, is the Curtis dad bod. So... I'm enjoying seeing that day on day, how it's sort of morphing back into well, an, uh, sort of a, a normalish bloke shape. I'm not going to ask you to comment on this, Mark, because it is a little controversial. But do you do you notice when they all come in, right, all the girls have had their, their tanning injections, they look great. All the boys look extra pumped. And I'm not saying it's not because they're on their usual diet of whatever it is. <laughs> But by about week three, they get a lot smoother than when they originally were in. And I wonder if that's something to do with, you know, the other things that they have with their dinner. Oh, is that what, you, what you're hinting at? Um, I, I, do you know what? I don't know. It, does that? Yeah, yeah maybe. 100%. But I just think, do you know, they've probably got, what, how long do they get told that they're going in? A few months or not? Uh, yeah, yeah. You've got like a couple of weeks. So, you, you know, you, you get in the gym. Well, they must know when they're on the, sh- they must know as they're getting closer and closer that they're getting closer and yeah, closer. Yeah, I mean, the girls having the lip fillers and all and all that nonsense. I reckon if you're one are... of those lads walking in as well, you haven't touched a drop of water for three days before as well. So, just to get your first shot, because that's all anyone remembers. So, yeah, right. Um, and then as soon as that's done, then the, then they can start to drink again like a boxer, I reckon. Yeah, and the, and, the, um, and the last thing is on functional strength. I think you're doing Michael a disservice because I've trained with firemen and they are serious, seriously good athletes. <laughs> like, oh, but just to confirm, I'm, I, I'd be, I'd look like a bag of sick in there compared to all of them. I think they, <laughs> I think Michael's, Michael's good. Uh, Michael's probably playing hooker for you, isn't he, in a sevens team? I'd say oh, so. Or he's, yeah, or I'm trying to think. Did you who, else is in there at the, who else is in there at the moment? Anton will be in nine, probably. Yeah, that blonde lad. That blonde lad will um, probably put him on the bench because he'll he'll make you he'll make you fall asleep when if you're trying to play with him. Yeah. He's, um, he's what is your favourite snack, though? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> dies, no. he dies. That's all I would say. No. If I was him, I'd be just doing Ivan Drago impressions. Um, <laughs> la- um, last question on, on, on Love Island. Do you remember Frankie from last year who claimed he was a semi-pro rugby yeah, player? Yeah, he's a Cheltenham boy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Have you, have you come across him? Did he come down to Boston? He hasn't been to training much, but I have met him out in Cheltenham. Well, I've seen him out in Cheltenham. Um, and I've, I've got some friends who are friends with it, but um, yeah, I, I, this claim is strange, isn't it? Um, they because they announce it, it's not like because it's like you're just allowed to say you're a semi pro or you, you're a, a professional. Well, it, footballer it happened now. with the fellow who got kicked out. Oh, yeah, he was a he, he, was, he said he was a semi pro rugby player, he played for like I the, think he, yeah, he'd had a level eight or something. or something like that, hadn't he? Um, you know, he'd played one one game and been paid fifty quid for it at uh, southeast I, I'm, two or something like that. If, if I ever got into, got, got into Love Island, I'm going with semi pro player. I mean, let's face it, yeah. I make some money from this whole endeavour. So yeah, or professional right, right no, professional around rugby. That 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 that'd be what it was. Well, some yeah, of us can. I, some of us can. Well, one person chatting here could could go on and say professional rugby player, and I could say <laughs> uh, professional broadcaster. So you know, probably yeah, yeah probably won't be me. I'm a professional broadcaster, a lot less rugby player at the moment. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think, yeah, I think it's just a strange one that they're allowed to sell it as that, but um, they do announce it every time, don't they? Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, one thing I, one thing I'll say is, you know, the boys went off to Casa Amor, right, and then those girls came into the villa. Did you notice that the other three girls didn't get a single second of camera time? Yeah, and there was... yeah. So I, I'd like to know, for the four days they were there, it's like they didn't open their mouths, didn't have one conversation. I, I think they are only kind of filmed if they do anything with any of the other boys. Because there's some of them on there. Like There was one episode I saw a girl, I, was like, I had no idea who she was. And it's like three, yes. three days in. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah, I just felt like they didn't get any camera time if they weren't involved. So... Um... That that was a strange one. All of a sudden, when they were stood there around the fire pit, and you're going, "Oh yeah, there was three other girls there that weren't." Um... In it, yeah. well, I, I've I've loved it. It's compulsive viewing, isn't it? It is. It is, and I think we should leave it there. I think we should definitely leave it there because I can feel. <laughs> well, I can feel our listener numbers dropping off. Yeah, and I I, I can <laughs> also see trending tre- <laughs> trending on the <laughs> on the UK Twitter right now is Craig David. Oh, and Craig I- David's <laughs> in Love Island tonight. <laughs> Amazing. What? Yeah. And we're still recording this nonsense at twenty past nine. So right, so on that on that bombshell, I will just say, um, Mark, as well as being a well, no, primarily, Mark, uh, as well as being a part-time rugby player, he is also a full-time broadcaster on the Podding Shed uh, Gloucester we, podcast. We're gonna have a, we're gonna link up this season, aren't we? Yeah, I, yeah. I hope so. Oh well, if you want, you can come down to Twickenham and uh, do a podcast with us on the Sunday. When's that, Tim? Oh well, well, well uh, do the advert, Tim. We'll do all this. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to do this at the end. Oh, Tim, it was a perfect opportunity then to no, drop no. it in. All right, seventh seventh of September, we've got our live show at Twickenham, the day that England fly off to the World Cup in Japan in the East Stand at Twickenham, the newly newly renovated with a load of other with a load of other fellow podcasters and stuff, uh, rugby focus, World Cup focus, podcastlive.com is the website. Go get your tickets. Come and join us. Podcastlive.com. That's a professional um, job. Uh, Podding Shed, we're definitely going to link up this season. Um, Love that. And, yeah, but, so go give it a follow. Go hit subscribe on that as well as this so you, uh, you get them both in your feed. Oh, thanks for that. No problem. Right, well, that is pretty cool. An yeah. actual professional rugby player. Yes, very cool. There you go. So, uh, yeah, you can follow us um, at Rugby Podcast, me at Jay Beardmore, him at Cocker, and we'll probably be back uh, next Sunday with a full with a full crew and uh, less professional rugby players.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.